Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Consultants Conversation. Today we are talking with Matt Tanks from Tank Productions and considering he's a training consultant we're going to be talking about an interesting topic in, which is why training doesn't work. So thanks for joining us today Matt. Thanks for having me. So, okay, so you're a guy, you specialise in training. Why did you decide you wanted to have a conversation about why training doesn't work today? Because it's pretty much how every conversation starts when I talk to a business person, whether that's in a corporate or in a small business. Um, pretty much, uh, I say, hey, I'm a training guy, and they go, oh, yeah, I'm too small. I don't have enough people to worry about it. Well, I sent some people on some stuff and didn't quite work and all that sort of thing. So most of my conversations start with, Okay, well, let's see how we can work with that. I think yeah, training is, is, is something that I've always been, been a fan of, and uh, I actually did a full training workshop yesterday, which, you know, as, as a small business owner, something I try and just keep my hand in. But what, what does training achieve for a business in general? I mean, what, what's, if, if, I'm, if I'm looking at, if I'm a business owner with staff, etc., and they're doing a relatively good job, why should I be thinking about training? Why is it important? Yeah, no worries. So, um... For a business, obviously, to get your staff to the next level, and we can talk about all those sorts of things that you will hear from most people who are consultants, and, and that's that's all the right stuff. Um, but another thing, especially for small businesses that we don't talk about enough, is it's part of your recruitment program, and that's something we don't think about, right? And in small business, you usually have people, uh, well, put it this way, one of the arguments against doing a lot of training in small and micro businesses is that uh, apart from budget and all of that, the people are going to leave anyway. So why am I putting so much time and energy into it? Uh, I can train them. I'm good at stuff and I can do it. And the answer is kind of twofold on that. So A, yes, you might you, you are good at stuff. A training consultant can help you understand what parts you're good at and how that can really turn into a training plan that you can market for your people to let them know that you're training them. Yeah. Because sometimes they don't realize or they don't take it as you putting the time and energy in if they're not going to a course, right? Yeah. And then the other part of it is the fact that uh, if you're seen as the type of organization that will help people's career go from here to here, um, hand signals on podcasts are amazing. I yeah. get that. Um, then that person might go. But two things will happen. You'll get known as being a great developer of people, so you will get people, better people coming into your pipeline. The other part is, you know, we all know that um, world experience and life experience is a great thing to have. So even though I train someone in my business and they leave, they go get a whole bunch of other experience, but they love me, they care about my business, I've put into them, they put into me, they're more engaged. So they're likely to come back in a few years and bring all of that experience back to help you again. So that's the, the two sides to it that people don't talk about enough. Yeah, I know, I know the favorite quote that, that's going around quite a bit at the moment is, you know, the, the, the conversation between the two executives where one of them says, what if we train our staff and then they leave? And yeah. then the other one says, well, what if we don't and they stay? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, how, how do we deal with that? You know, Absolutely. And so my, my background's as a HR generalist, right? And I just tended to like the training side a little bit more. Um, but the HR generalist, especially in big corporations, a big part of it is managers coming up going, I've just got so much dead weight, what do I do with them? And I can't get rid of them, and all those sorts of questions come up. So you're absolutely right, if you, if you don't train them, it's, yeah, it's so, all good. 
I mean, what, what's what's the typical thing that we need more training on? What do you see in the organisations you're working with? What are the, what are the gaps that they're not kind of currently pushing their staff on and, and need to be looking at? Yeah, um, so you, you've got a whole string of things, and it depends on your business, right? So there's always some technical skills. Um, there's always some communication and all those sorts of wonderful things. Um, there's always leadership programs and all that sort of stuff. But the two big things that people um, don't think about, especially, again, with small micro-businesses, is the onboarding process. All right? So a lot of managers I talk to will say, yeah, I'll spend some money on my people once they've proven to me that they're going to stick around after a few months. Yeah. Um, but the big thing that you learn in corporates that you don't talk about in small business is that there's so much time, energy, and money wasted in that first six months because, again, with the hand signals, you're, you're aiming to get someone from zero to 100%, and the quicker you can get them there, the more benefit you're going to get out of it for your business. And they're going to love you more because they feel like they're getting uh, input, and there's less chance that you'll have that turnover because the turnover in businesses in the first year is massive. Um, so you're putting all this time, energy, the recruitment energy, all that sort of stuff into it, and then they leave because they don't feel like they're being supported, they don't know how to do their job, the manager just gets frustrated after all those sorts of things happen because we're not doing that onboarding process right. And when I say onboarding, it's not just induction and signing off the safety forms. Uh, it's about how do I get you from zero to 100% as quick as I can. Okay, so that, let's put ourselves in, in the shoes of the people listening. Let's say you, mm. you've, you've convinced me I need to get you in to do an onboarding program. Yep. That doesn't deal with what I've done so far. How do I, as a business owner with employees, find out how much trouble I'm in in terms of training? How do I find out what I should be doing with my existing people who I haven't put the onboarding process? How do I kind of work out yeah, where absolutely. do I go from today? Yeah, so the conversation that I would have with someone is looking at, it, usually in a business you've got levels, You'll have your front line, you'll have your supervisors, and you'll have your leadership team. And then we can talk about, at each of those levels, what are the key things that you want to have in your people at each level? And then the interesting part is talking about what are the options that we can give to build that in our people, whether it's the newbies or existing people. And because the other, the other thing that managers will often come up with is, you know, there's too much time out on training, training didn't work for me last time, all this sort of stuff. So if we essentially create a menu of different options, because everybody has different learning styles or learning intelligence, as they call it, yeah. um, <clears throat> if, we, if we put a plan or a bit of a menu around different options for people, then you feel like you can learn the way you want to learn. We're still building the skill. And you've got multiple pathways through an organisation. I mean, yeah, we, we, we've, we've spoken with other people during this podcast series around kind of the importance for kind of the, the business plan and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, are you finding that businesses tend to ignore the people plan when, the, when they're looking at things like that? Do they just focus on the figures and things like that and not necessarily on the people they need to achieve that? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially as a consultant in looking at small businesses it, particularly in the local area, when people think HR, they think, well, I'm going to talk to you about getting my safety stuff signed off. I'm going to talk to you about making sure people get through their probationary period or that I can fire them if I need to, those sorts of things. It's the very technical, legal stuff. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you will be, it's a bit of an old term now, but employer of choice, if you're the one sitting there going, here's a pathway through my business. 
whether my business is five people, 50 people, or 5,000 people, um, here's the pathway through. And people could go out and back in, but here's a way for them to navigate. And then you advertise it out, and whether or not those people take it or not, they understand that there is a path for them in this business. And they can take action in it, they're involved in the process, so it's their learning as well. Because right? the other thing that managers often come up with is, uh, you know, I sent people for training and it didn't work. Yeah. Because A, they didn't involve the people to develop the training. So as a trainer, I run into organizations all the time and you walk into a hostile crowd because the boss says they suck at something, but the team doesn't think that. So engage them early. It's part of their plan, right? And then, um, yeah, they're more, they're part of your organization working through rather than just uh, their employee getting told what to do. All right, great. Well, we're just coming to the end of end of the episode, so I'm just going to ask you if you could just kind of one tip, one trick, one thing that if, if they take nothing away from today because they happened to got distracted while they were doing something else or they were listening, what's that <laughs> final point we want to leave them with to stick in their heads? Um, uh, it's worth the chat. Uh, training is not costly. doesn't have to be costly. You may be doing the right thing already, but it's worth having a chat and turning your ideas into a plan. All right, great. Well, thanks very much for your time today, Matt. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. And as always, I hope you carry on the conversation. Thanks.